Hello and welcome to an Energy Sport European special for you this week as we react to both the Champions League and Europa League draws over the last day or so. I'm Sean McGill and joining me today are Jack Donnelly, Graham Sinclair and Struan Garvey. I'm not going to ask you how you all are because it's taken us about 10 minutes to start recording. It's been, it's been ridiculous, isn't it? We're all so excitable. And, uh, Graham, are you warmed up properly? I'm excited that I'm here with my two dads hosting both shows. Can't wait. What's Struan in this equation? I was Struan in there. Me and Struan are brothers. Oh, yes. Step brothers. SG and GS. Like it's meant to be. Me and Jack really thought those names out. Yeah, (laughs) it was planning planning permission, you know. Different different surnames with the four of us considering our family, which is an interesting approach, but... You know what, um, it's 2020. Anything can happen. That's That's what famous people do. Exactly. Exactly. So, and because yeah. the athletic knows, we are very famous. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. <laughs> um, there's, as you can probably tell, there's going to be quite a loose structure to this show as we give a reaction to the draw and how we think uh, things might pan out. So we'll start with the Europa League, as that's where the Scottish interest is. Champion Celtic were rewarded with their for their one 0 playoff victory over FK Sarajevo with a draw in what some people are calling the Group of Death, alongside Sparta Prague. AC Milan and Lille, the second highest ranked team in each of the available pots. What's the reaction to that one, boys? Jack, what are you thinking? It's just quite rough for Celtic, isn't it? I mean, yep. all that for a pot one, uh, for uh, being drawn at a pot one to be hit with that. I mean, there's some, there's some teams you would much rather be in Rangers pot or even below, and yep. they'd they'd ended up with a more favourable draw. But <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I don't really watch enough of Italian or French football to. Um, know how uh, Lille and Milan will be doing. We, saw, we all saw the penalty shootout that Milan had last night and how ridiculous it was that they even got through uh, Rio Ave, just serial bottlers. But I, I don't know, I think Sparta Prague could be fine. I, I don't really see any problems there. Lille at, at Celtic Park, I can imagine, would be a bit more difficult and Milan are just going to be a complete test for them regardless. But... It's not not the best job for the Scottish team, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see how they do against these these opponents. Graham, you're excitedly talking about that AC Milan penalty shoot last night. Do you want to catch anyone up who hasn't seen it on social media yet? Right. Okay. Let me. <laughs> Story so, time with Mr. Sinclair. We got the penalty. To start off with, it was two one Real Abbey in the last minute, and an extra of extra time. Of extra time, yes, and. The real Abbey defender just decided to handball. I don't think he needed to. I don't think it was the clearest goal opportunity. It wasn't guaranteed to score. It was direct. Give away a penalty. Off we went. Milan scored. We went to penalties. The first seven penalties from each side were scored. Then Ace Milan boy hit it over the bar. Then Rio Abbey missed anyway. Next two were scored and then we got to the keepers. Both of whom skied him over the bar. Then the next ones came up. Saved by the Rio Ave keeper from Milan, and the Rio Ave boy hits the post, and I cannot believe he hit the post. Sent Donnarumma the wrong way and hit the post. Easy Milan score, and Rio Ave miss again, and they got through. Incredible. One of the best penalty shootouts I've ever watched. Absolute scenes. Uh, Struan, AC Milan is obviously the, the glamour tie of that one, but if you look at last season's uh, group for Celtic, it was Cluj, Ren, and Lazio. Is that really any harder this round, time round, do you think? Um, I, I don't think so. It's, it's quite similar in that sense, isn't it? That you've got a French team who are doing quite well in Lille. You've got the Italian team who have started off quite well in Milan, and then just the the extra team in there in Sparta. A Praha team that play in Maroon. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the connection. 
So I, I think it'll be a really good group for Celtic this time. I think they'll be they'll be up for it because I, th- I think you kind of look at these as opportunities rather than a hindrance or anything else. What do we make of the the prospective matchup between Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Christopher Julian? Uh, one winner. I was I was thinking more about Scott Brown and Ibrahimovic. Yeah, that should be interesting. Scott Brown should start doing all the like tiger patter, like I'm a lion and stuff like that. I think that would suit him. But in would the ma- no, um, see the matchup between <laughs> Ibra and and Julian Jack. You said there's one winner. Why, why do you feel so confident about that one? Well, I mean, Julian gets scared going up against motherwell forwards. I don't think he's going to fare any fare any better going up against uh, a man who's seen more trophies than some of us have, some of us have had hot dinners. I mean, I, I think Ibrahimovic, unless, unless he succumbs to the virus, which he contracted, I, th- I think I think he'd have Julian in the bag. To be honest, I don't think it'd be that bad. I think the ones that have harmed Julian the most is phys- It's not just. Strong people, they've got to be quite like Kabamba, like Dykes. They're the ones that have really hurt Julian, added in the fact that it's been on plastic pitches. There's Ibrahimovic, I'm not sure how much his strength is part of his game. I think he's just a poacher, an unbelievable poacher and finisher. But I'm not sure how much the physicality plays into his style of play anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you're struggling against Nicky Kabamba, that's probably a sort of similar level to Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm, isn't exactly. it? So you have to that's think what I'm that. saying. Um, every time, yeah, every time he, two, get, he, he talks about more. Two icons, more. really. I don't think Ibrahimovic could do it on a plastic pitch. I don't think so either. Has Ibrahimovic got four in his last four? Maybe, I've not been paying attention, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so next in line then, boys, does Celtic make it out this group? Yes. Stroon says yes. For op- optimism, I'll say yes. I think they will too. I think there's even, even though they've got heart with a pot one, they still are a pot one team and... They'll go through. So hopefully, no fans in Celtic Park won't harm them that much. And it is crazy, isn't it, that they're part one and that's the group. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I think I'd seen a tweet and it was uh, it was comparing uh, AC Milan being in part three and it was a picture of 50 Cent and a proper massive fur coat standing in front of a smart car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, aye, that's, that's bang on, to be fair. I'm, yeah, not sure so much di- I'm not sure there's much difference between AC Milan and Lazio, to be honest. With not you. anymore. No. I think Lazio are maybe a better team. At the, moment. at the same time, I think Lazio maybe last year could tank the Europa League. But they've got Andres Pereira now. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's all you need to say about that. Oh, 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 wait, oh, oh, what if uh, Leo re-engaged an interest from Alfredo Morelos? Does Morelos want to go I anymore? I thought that. Oh. And but would, would, would Leo want somebody who can't score against Celtic? That's what I'm saying, but would Morelos want to go <laughs> as well? He's so scared of playing against Celtic again, he just wants away. The Taurus he probably go to go to Lille and score like a hat trick in his first game. <laughs> we typical yeah, about that. Not really. No, no uh, after the way he's been playing. Well, They've got that. Especially... They sent Jonathan David, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Canadian boy from Ghent, <clears throat> I think, if I'm right. I think one so. Those, yeah. There was Ghent or Ghent. Sound the same. Uh, it was one of them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you mentioned Alfredo Morelos, and he wasn't particularly good last night in the uh, Rangers two-one playoff win over Galatasaray. But there was some beautiful team goals that were rounded off by Scott Arfield and James Tavernier. What did you make of Rangers' performance last night, Graham? Uh, they were comfortable and without needing to be excellent. I thought for the entire game, they were probably very good for about forty minutes of the game, and for the rest of it, it was completely average. He started really well. Galatasaray came into it, but I think Rangers showed them too much respect and let them come into it. 
they have no they had no pace going forward though. No, but even Babel just wouldn't use it. But Falcao, Belhanda, Fagulli offered absolutely nothing. In the second half, it seemed like we realised they weren't very good and then killed them off straight away. Two, I something goals. I think both. I think you have to signal it for both the goals and overall because it was incredible last night. And I just even though they scored, scored a late goal, I felt relatively comfortable. I never felt in doubt that we were going to lose that game yesterday. And um, we mentioned the performance of, of Morelos. Is it, do you think it's worrying at all? Because was, I would say it was one of the worst performances I've seen from Morelos in a Rangers trip. Absolutely. Like, it's been the case for the last couple of weeks. I, I noted when everyone were in Europe last year, Morelos was so good at backing into a defender and then turning them. And like going round down the wing, it happened all the time last season. It's not having not even happened in like home games that I brought in the Premiership this season. You can't do it anymore. And he's, he was overweight when he came back. He has lost some of that, but it seems as though his burst of pace has gone, which I think is so important for him. So um, Rangers did obviously make it through last night. They went to pot three for the draw this afternoon, and were drawn in what should be a competitive group with Lech Poznan, Standard Liège, and Benfica. Uh, Struan, there seems to be some mixed feelings about this this group and how how strong it might be. Um, Lake Poznan finished, I think, fourth in their uh, the, a regular season. They have a, a split kind of thing, so they finished fourth in the regular season, and then um, Stanley's were fifth in the Belgian league. So I think people maybe overestimate how tough a group this might be for Rangers. Um, I think so potentially. I think I think Rangers will qualify if not first, second. Benfica are quite a, an interesting team with Jan Vertonghen in the side now. They might have Cavani come the start of it as well. Because it's all, they've also sold Ruben Diaz most recently to Manchester City. Is Otamendi going the other way in that one? Yeah, Otamendi's yeah, gone so to so um, Ot- Benfica. So Otamendi and Vertonghen are probably their, their centre-half being. Yeah. That's, 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 you, don't, that's do you fear that? I don't think you fear that, really. Would Morelos cope with that, do you think? Uh, it depends on how a line they play, probably, because Vertonghen yeah. and Otamendi aren't particularly fast. So They've also signed oh, yeah, a player called Everton, who I don't know if any, anyone's heard yeah, of. He's, he's a Brazilian winger. Mm. Yeah, he. I'm quite excited to looking forward to him, because I wouldn't really watch the Portuguese league that often, so I think I'll give it that a chance. Well, and as I mentioned, Cavani's potentially also going to turn and up. And then we mentioned earlier that they lost their main centre-back. You, you said it soon, and they might lose their striker to Spurs. Yeah, oh, he's already, I think yeah. he's in London already for the medical. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. Um, Jack, Benfica is the glamour tie in that group, mm-hmm. but do you think Rangers can take confidence from the performances against your Portos and your Bragas from last season's campaign? I definitely think you would have to. I mean, you've kind of, history's already kind of proven that they've uh, had success in ties like these, so I don't really think they should go into these two ties against Benfica with anything less than full confidence, to be honest. So, what was... Oh, Graham? Oh, to, back, to back that up, I just want to say that uh, Rangers haven't lost a Portuguese team since they lost to Maritimo in like 2004-05, I think it was. So, I think they've played 11 games against Portuguese opposition since. And famously, Sporting Lisbon in the UEFA Cup run, Porto and ben Braga last year. So, I'm pretty confident. I just want to think, I kind of want to ask you, like, when you mentioned glamour ties, are they a thing this year? Without a crowd? Does it matter what about mm. glamour ties this year? Does Celtic playing Milan at home get the juices flowing as much because it's just the atmosphere won't be there at Celtic? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Not as much. Like you can't obviously can't say it's as much. And I was thinking quite. I don't often feel sorry for Celtic fans, but um, it's, San Siro won't be around much longer. Both of them are going no. to new grounds, aren't they? So <laughs> that last chance to see your side play in such an iconic stadium would have been. 
uh, pretty amazing. I think you're right about that, but then you still look at the ties and you still can't help but get excited about seeing clubs of those statues playing off against each other. Even the fact there was no fans at Shamrock Rovers and AC Milan. AC Milan still played Shamrock Rovers at Shamrock Rovers, so that's still an interesting thing to look at. So obviously the lack of crowds makes a difference, but I think we can, we've can. just got to make the most of the situation we're in and get excited. And there might be home fans at that point in the away games, not in Scotland because mm-hmm. our, our number is far too high. But um, Italy, Yeah, I know, great. Um, but there's, there's fans in Italian stadiums now, so there might be some form of atmosphere at least. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd like to think so, but I mean, the, the, the sense of the glamour tie doesn't just bring in the... Are the fans at the stadium? I mean, it's, a big game's a big game, no matter whether there's uh, fans or not. I mean, I, I'm, we're we're all going to be tuning into Celtic and Mil- Celtic AC Milan as mm. as readily available as we could. So I I, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, it it, st- it still does hold the same kind of momentum as kind of having a big game to be played. But I do agree that it's been dulled a bit by the fact that there's not going to be any spectators there. It's the opportunity like for Celtic fans as well to see Ibrahimovic and something like that. Just at the yeah, end, yeah, just yeah. coming to the end of his career. Hopefully, somebody runs on the pitch like they ran on the pitch against Dida and hits him, even though there's no fans. So just find a way in. <laughs> find, find a way in. Dress as a go all WWE. Like, dress as a steward of the cameraman. <laughs> it's even the music comes on and Paul the Thim comes round in the tunnel. <laughs> RKO's. Definitely like shipping up to Boston by Rockette Murphy's his song. <laughs> That's nailed on, actually. I like that. Suddenly, Rory Hamilton's commentary is replaced by Jim Ross's commentary. Back on! Back on! Paul Nickham's blessed Ibrahimovic. Let's move on from this absolutely this absolute nonsense. Um, well, look, I'm getting just because you called me dad earlier, Graham. I just wanted to I'm just, assume that role. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> looking south of the border at the English sides in the Europa League, Arsenal will take on Rapid Vienna, Molde, and Dundalk. Spurs will face Ludogorets, Lask, Linz, and well, Antwerp, while Leicester City will play Zoria Luhansk of Ukraine as well as Braga and AEK Athens. Do you think that's plain sailing for the English side, Strun? Yeah, I think I think it probably should be. We 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 spoke about Tottenham earlier on on the uh, the fantasy ramble. Go check that out. Nice. That, <laughs> Love that. you never quite know what Jose Mourinho is going to do with that Tottenham side, but I I personally believe I think they're going to prioritise the Europa League win. The the Premier League title probably is already out of question, but depending on what happens with top four, I think I think Arsenal will walk it. I've I've tipped them to win the competition. And as for Leicester, I, th- I think Leicester could be underdogs. I, th- I think this is the first time they played European football since the Champions League back when they win the won the league back at the end of twenty fifteen sixteen. So mm-hmm. I think they should have a good time. Braga, Ike, yeah, I'd, I'd fancy all three of the English teams to go through. Jack, are there any games there that particularly pique your interest, or do you think it's quite a, a dull affair? I think I think it'll be quite interesting to see Dundalk play, play mm-hmm. the big dogs in Arsenal. That, that should be an, a fairly entertaining game, but. I don't know, Group J, I don't think it's open and shut because we've seen Tottenham uh, just over the years really struggle against te- teams in the kind of same uh, ballpark as the likes of Ludogorets and Lask. So I, I don't know if that's just as simple as it kind of looks on paper. Leicester, I feel Leicester Braga could be fairly decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that um, I don't know anything about uh, Doria Luhansk, but they've obviously done themselves a credit to get to the group stages. So I, f- I feel like. Sure if you don't know anything about that Ukrainian side. What are you even doing here? Well, you invited me on, Sean. So I mean, I, I don't, I don't know at, what, at that point what I was expected to know. 
But I, th- <sighs> I suppose I, the, the, the biggest ties in the group stages so far, I don't think involve any of the English teams. I think you're looking to elsewhere in Europe for the kind of bigger ones. I mean, Napoli, Sociedad is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, CSK and versus CSK Moscow and Dynamo Zagreb could be a really interesting game, and Feyenoord, of course, is in that group as well. So that one could uh, that one could be a bit of a mixed bag in terms of who goes through and who goes out. So. There was yeah. there was quite an interesting comment made. I think it was Solskjaer who made it yesterday regarding the Champions League, and I think it can also play into the Europa League that there's no such thing as an easy tie in these games necessarily. Although you look in a group and you think, oh yeah, they're gonna walk, you just never quite know what's gonna turn up on the day. And I've 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 done it earlier on when I was speaking about the English teams. I've maybe been a bit too confident. I think we see that quite a lot with the English teams in the Europa League specifically. But they're always just expected, you know, oh, they'll get to the final, no problem, or something. Or here's their route, this is how they're going to get it. And uh, you just never know what's going to turn up on the day. But you have uh, said that Arsenal are going to win the competition, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of hypocrisy there from String Garvey, love that. you got to provide balance. <laughs> I'll, I'll... I need bother Thanos. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just quickly note that uh, Leicester's group's interesting and Zoria, you joke about Zoria that's kind of interested in the Ukrainian and that's a team that Scotland will be looking to overtake in the coefficient standings mm-hmm. and also in group I, Villarreal, Karabag, Maccabi Tel Aviv and Sibsaspor, Sibsaspor, Turkey we want to overtake those that nation as well so they're kind of two I would kind of watch out for their results mm-hmm. obviously you can have two teams in the Champions League which doesn't help no, absolutely not. Us, but like, that's the two that are really gonna. I'd really watch out for if you want to follow the coefficient passionately. <laughs> absolutely, um, Graham. Are you a bit disappointed in the lack of games between Scottish Scottish and English sides? Because there's so much scope for narrative in those games. Isn't, isn't oh, I want it so bad. I wanted Leicester Celtic most, and I thought they were really close to it. I felt like. No, it was Leicester, one, one draw before, wasn't it? Uh, one draw before. That was the one you really wanted to see. Obviously, Rogers. But you could have seen Arsenal, Celtic with Tierney, Arsenal Rangers with Arteta, just even even Rangers, but just the English Scottish narrative, yep. like straight up, no extra stories is enough. Especially in recent years, it feels like that pot's been stirred, and I really wanted to see one of those ties. I really, I really wanted to draw Arsenal or Spurs, um, kind of gutted but didn't. Yeah, because even if you look a couple of seasons ago uh, to Aberdeen Burnley, that was, and I think Burnley just went through and away goals, didn't they? I don't think they mm-hmm. actually beat. Aberdeen outright, and it was a pretty close game over two legs. Um, but like you said, Rodgers going back to Celtic would have been great, but imagine if he walked into a, a, a full park head. Like, that would have just been... I think it would have been a, a bit of a crime to have it this season as well. Ah, it would be bad. It would have been like yesterday was on we all said, let's just forget COVID exists and get 50,000 in. Yeah. That, would, that would be another one. Let's get <laughs> Celtic Park full. Absolutely. Um, this is the last season of the Europa League in its current format before the uh, Europa Conference League gets um, starts up next year. Do you think the competition needed, or European football in general, needed a revamp? Or are we quite happy with this current system? I, I guess it does give smaller teams an opportunity, mm-hmm. which should be probably the main positive of it. But I think, in a sense, it's it's almost just going to not be seen as relevant. You know, you watch the Champions League, you watch the Europa League. Sometimes you already feel like you're you're wasting time watching certain games, and I think to add another mm. competition, I feel I feel it's very similar to something like the Carabao Cup in England. You know, it's not it's not the FA Cup, is it, or it's not the, the actual yeah. league itself. It's just an extra opportunity or something. And I th- yeah, 
This season, oh, Spurs would have been in the Conference League this year. AC Milan would have been in the Conference League this year. Quite a lot of big sides. I think Wolfsburg and um, Granada, teams like that. So it wouldn't have been... It's not like it's complete diddies. It's just for mm-hmm. your likes of, I don't know, Kilmarnock to get in a <laughs> Europe. Uh, Europe. It's, uh, some big sides would have been in there. What were you going to say, sorry, Jack? I'd, for me, I suppose, I, I, w- I would have been happy uh, leaving it as it was. But the fact that we're going to have more Scottish representatives in Europe is yeah. the fact that I'm kind of for it. It just gives a lot of exposure to Scottish football, which, as we all know, doesn't really have doesn't really get the best uh, the best feedback from uh, the wider audience, especially down south. But uh, it's, it's just a good chance for our Scottish football to really put itself on and give a good account of itself on a on a grander stage. Do you know what's interesting about the the new format? So see, in Celtic's group, that's obviously a very hard group. Aye. Say AC Milan topped that and Celtic finished second. Mm-hmm. From next season, Celtic wouldn't go straight to the knockout stages of the Europa League. They would have a playoff against one of the teams that finished third in the Champions League group. And the winner of that playoff would then go into the knockout stages of the Europa League. So second in a Europa League group doesn't guarantee qualification anymore, which I think is mm. pretty mm. worrying for the Scottish sides. I wish yeah. they, I wish they'd been revamping it because they eliminated that third place Champions League Europa League thing. Mm. Yeah, and I kind of, and it just feels like to me. I agree with the thing about the Scottish, the Scottish teams. But I think that's just like a happy coincidence. I think the main thing is to try and segment the big clubs even more and create a bigger gap between the big clubs mm. and the smaller clubs. It's like last season Inter Milan had fallen down they made it to the final. Yeah, right enough. Yeah. Chelsea Chelsea did it in twenty thirteen, didn't they? They fell out of the Champions League yeah. and they went on to win it. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. the thing I don't like is so say Celtic got in a Europa League group, they got a good and a team like Inter Milan who finished third, they get them in a playoff, they get knocked out. That's Celtic straight out of Europe. They don't drop to a conference. Aye, that's in the I don't like that. So I just I don't so finishing second in the Europa League group isn't actually held in high regard whereas the team who finishes third in a Europa League group goes into a conference playoff so it's just adding you finish third in the Europa League and you can still have a longer European run than the team and it genuinely might be more worth your time finishing third than second depending maybe you're almost like playing for draws and losses at that point Mm. I suppose that pulls the legitimacy of the question again doesn't it yeah yeah definitely but uh, like we said it will be exciting to see uh, pretty much the entire top half of the Scottish Premiership <laughs> getting a run at Europe in some way so we look forward to that uh, certainly let's turn our attention now to a Champions League draw that threw up plenty of interesting narratives and matchups in the group stages I'm going to ask each of our panellists for something that, that has interested them from the draw whether it be a particular game or a particular storyline that they're looking forward to see playing out so Graham how about you start us off what are you looking forward to in this oh. Champions League group stage oh I've got so many uh, I think ultimately the most interesting thing from this is it could be the last time that we ever see Cristiano Ronaldo versus Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you can look. There's there's a lot to like, but I still there's a good chance that Messi will go. That Ronaldo get Ronaldo's almost thirty seven. Thirty six. Thirty almost thirty six or it is thirty six. He's thirty five at the moment. He's nearly thirty six. Uh, apologies, Ronaldo. He might sue me for that. Uh, <laughs> Can you see for worst things you've said about Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> <on these podcasts? laughs> Slander, some would call it. That's true, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just that, that, just seeing those two play, they haven't played since those memorable Jose Mourinho, Real Madrid versus Pep Barcelona teams back in the day when Messi scored the absolute wonder goal at the Bernabeu. 
that's the last time they faced off in the Champions mm-hmm. League against each other. It's just going to be exciting to see them play against each other. It's going to be like a massive event. Stuart, how excited are you about seeing arguably the two greatest footballers of all time square off again? Yeah, I think it's really nice because I think I don't think anybody would have ever said it. But in the back of your minds, once once Ronaldo left Juventus, you're kind of thinking, are they ever going to play each other again in the same mm-hmm. match? You know, especially when you think Barcelona and Juventus are both very top teams. You know, it's unlikely they'd be drawn into the same group if they were to likely finish top of their respective leagues. Juventus definitely. So I think it's going to be a really good opportunity. I, th- I think again, it's just a shame that there's not going to be any fans to see it. Yeah, absolutely, but. I guess we still get to watch it from the comfort of our homes for us anyway, so that would be nice. It's and funny to look at the, the fans of Arrows in that group, so that's what Celtic fans can kind of look at and say, that's what we missed. Yeah, you could have been watching a Christopher Jolene get bullied off those two as well. Messi's not physical, Julian would have him in his back pocket. <laughs> Christopher Julian would have Lionel Messi in his back pocket. It's only physical strikers he struggles with Sean. Right, okay. That's an interesting wow. take. That was tongue in cheek. I know, but you would never purposely be uh, positive of a, of a Celtic player. You know? Absolutely not. <laughs> Jack, what are you looking forward to in the Champions League group stages? There's a lot to talk about, to be honest. I think uh, I think Bayern versus Atletico is just going to be a really good tie. There, there's no mm. there's no real reason behind it, to be honest. Uh, I, I just like. I, I feel like I'm going to follow Atletico a bit closer this season than I have in years prior. I think just the addition of Luis Suarez to that attack is really going to raise their game, uh, as we already saw from his debut that we discussed on the Football Roundup a couple of weeks ago. Uh, of course, uh, Chelsea probably, on, on a personal note, they probably got the easiest draw they could have had. Mm. Uh, I mean, the, Sevilla's not going to be easy. Krasnodar away might be quite tough, depending on kind of whether... Russian te- Russian fans are allowed back in stadiums or not. It's a miles away too. I know, and it's it's some amount of travel. That's to the stands. And and with Ren, we've literally just taken their keeper off them. So so the Edward Mendy derby is is real. Mm. It's it's a real it's a real talking point. Uh, Stop that. Yeah, no, I will. That, that's the one and only time <laughs> I'll mention it. <laughs> Uh, I, I will I will say I'll make I'll make the claim now. If Lampard doesn't top the group, he's he's probably going to end up gone. Do you think? Sevilla are a good side. Sevilla are a very good side, and I don't, I don't mean to discredit them, but they, they, this isn't their competition. Their competition's a league below. They want to come third anyway. That's actually interesting for them because it's not a particularly strong group, is it? So they might struggle to to get into their competition. Uh, I think I think Inter Inter Real Madrid is going to be a really good tie, and that group itself looks really interesting with Shakhtar Donetsk, who have had some. Real uh, success against Real Madrid in years gone past, and Monson Gladbach out of pot four seems seems an odd, seems an oddly good team to come out of a uh, kind of batch of teams that are low down in the in the draw. So I think that's probably the most well balanced group I would say out of the lot, and I'm really interested to see how how that goes. Is that the group of death for you, Graham? I would say yes. I would say it is. Because it, because the pot four teams there, I think Shaq, I know Inter smashed Shakhtar last year in the Europa League. But there's three teams there. I think Real Madrid will win the group. But I think there's three teams there that could give each other the game and compete for second. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye out for there. Strin, what about yourself? What are you looking forward to? I'm kind of going to come back to the Ronaldo Messi win, and that game's also going to be Frankie De Jong versus Matis De Ligt who mm. are best friends going up from the Ajax team. Of course, they were part of the famous Ajax run two years ago in the Champions League. 
and it's going to be the first time they ever face each other after respecting. And I think that's it's not at all. Messi and Ronaldo will of course take the highlights, but I think that's almost just going to be the undercard of that match, just a nice little hidden detail in between it. <laughs> I like that the undercard of the match. There's a third one as well because I mean you've got um, <laughs> got uh, Pjanic versus Arter after after their swap deal in the in the summer. So it's a, it's a it's a decent card for that match to be honest. I think um, from from the, man, the the other English team as well in the competition, Man City have not drawn Shakhtar Donetsk for the first time in about four years in the group <laughs> stages. Only because it wasn't possible. Yeah, only because it was impossible. But, I mean, I don't think they're going to be bothered judging by the fact that their group is probably going to be a walk in the park for them with Porto, Olympiacos and Marseille. The group I'm actually quite excited for is Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta. There's Mitchelland as well, but I think Ajax, Liverpool and Atalanta, all of their games between each other are going to be fantastic to watch. The hipster group. Yeah, that's a hipster group. You would, I would say that, absolutely. Graham, you said yesterday that um, Atalanta strike a bit of fear in you. Why is that? It's just feel like they have the potential in their day to absolutely smash teams. Mm-hmm. We saw it the day before the Champions League draw. They smashed Lazio four one in Rome, and they've just they're a danger. They were, they started off very poorly last year in the Champions League group stages, but they still got through. They got, I think they lost their first three games and still managed to get through. I think the first ever team to do that. They also should have beat uh, PSG. They choked that tie away. So I'm scared by their attacking potential players. Way more than I'm scared of Ajax, because Ajax have lost so many of those players. So basically Neres is still there, Onana is still there, and Tadic is still there. That's pretty Daily Blind. It. Sorry, I'm not going to include Daily Blind. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm more fear about... This is also class Jan Huntelor. Sorry, I forgot the good class. Poor oh. show for me. Um, Stuart, how do you feel about Manchester United's group? Because it's certainly not the easiest that it could have been uh, Paris Saint-Germain, RB Leipzig and Turkish champions Istanbul, Basak Shia. Thanks, We'll move on now. It's just where you say it's last year's finalists, the semi-finalists and the Turkish champions. And Man United were pot two in that, apparently. It's There's a few reunions. For Basak Shia as well. Um, Rafael, the the Man United, the ex-Man United fullback, the Brazilian, he signed for Bish- um, Istanbul Basak here. Had quite a fun announcement video with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme because his name's Raphael. I did see uh-huh. that, yeah. Uh, Ander Herrera at PSG's coming back is going to be interesting. It's it's an incredibly tough group, I think, for Manchester United. Interesting uh, as well because, like, sorry, but um, the, the, the tie between PSG and Man United a couple of years ago that got... Oli yeah. Solskjaer, the job with that late penalty, the genius penalty. <laughs> statue. <laughs> and his cup. PSG might go out for revenge in that one then. Yeah, I think so. I think that was a really embarrassing defeat for them after holding a 2-0 lead and then to lose it in the last minute in VAR circumstances. I think they'll definitely want to atone for that. I think I think as well, Leipzig will have something as well. PSG put them out of the Champions League this past season. I think they'll want to come back from that. So I think I think there's a few rivalries in this. I'm interested to see what suit Julian Nagelsmann wears in that game because the one last time in the semi-final... <laughs> oh, it was, was bad. Oh, boy. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. So, interesting to see if he goes with a more conservative fashion choice this time round. That's what na- I'm most looking forward to in the Champions League this year. There are some amount of names in that Istanbul back this year team. Boy, boy, goalie. Exactly. <laughs> boy, boy, and goalie. Raphael. Is Adebayor uh, still there? Uh, no. We have Is- Martin, Martin Schertl still there. Uh, Demba Ba still there? Man. Yes! 
<laughs> Ed, Ed, for a big FIFA man, Eden Visca is there, who is a massive FIFA player, and then Nasir Charlie is there. Oh! Just a who's so Man United are coming fourth then, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm pretty sure they've lost all three of their games so far in the Fuckers League, including to two promoted sides. So. so Man United are coming third then. <laughs> <laughs> nice wee Europa League run for United again. Um, well, That's how the English and Scottish could draw. There we go. There, there's Good a point. potential. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Man United taking one for the team. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're all very much looking forward to Champions League and Europa League coming back. Before we round up this show, Graham Sinclair has decided to to inject himself into the See It Out hosting game. It's from our, our football show that comes out on Thursday, Energy Extra Time. And uh, That's and a hat this... trick. We've plugged every single one. Well done, boys. We have. <laughs> I love that from you. <laughs> we are really good at this. Um, yeah, I'll explain the game pretty quickly. Uh, we go around in a circle giving correct answers to whatever Graham's category is. If we get it wrong or if we repeat an answer that's already been given, we are out and you're not allowed to take ages to answer. Graham will be strict. I think he will be. If I know Graham well, and apparently since he's my son, I do know him well. (laughs) You Uh, do know him extremely (laughs) well. Yeah, I'm a bit worried how he is closer to you. Like I feel like there's not the same bond. I'm also older than both of you. Yeah, no. Graham was born born three years before me, so that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we maybe. go into this weird energy sport family, maybe we should just get going with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better so. figure it out. We're going to have a message off Taylor asking where he fits in, I can guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> um, on you go then, Graham, you get your, your hosting debut away. <clears throat> that, that is, that's awful for the audio podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I don't know. Yesterday, before we started, I started the week quiz, Sean, on BBC. I hope nobody played it. There were 93 teams that have made two or more appearances in the Champions League group stages. Can we name as many as we can, please? Oh, 93 we will... teams who have made two or more appearances in the Champions League group stages. Oh my god. Most of them are obvious. We've got, we've got a rattle through them. Um, to be nice, we'll go. Person that's not 1 1 Jack first. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> We'll go Strew in setting, we'll go Sean third, because I feel like I'm always third when I'll go to him and Sean's <laughs> So, Jack, when you're ready, begin. Imagine I just started it and got it wrong straight away. Josh Doig. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, well, I'll, st- I'll start with uh, Real Madrid, just get it going nice and, uh, nice and easy. 24 times. Manchester United. Manchester United are there. They have played in it 22 times. Oh. Barcelona. Barcelona are there. They've played it in 24 times. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich are there. They have played in it 23 times. Juventus. Juventus are there. They've played it 20 times. Liverpool. Liverpool are there. They've played it 12 times. Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea are there. They've played in it 16 times. Ajax. Ajax are there. They've played in it 15 times. Arsenal. Arsenal are there. Arsenal played in it 19 times. AC Milan. AC Milan are there. They've played in it 17 times. Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund are there. They've played in it 14 times. Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur have played in it five times. 
Shakhtar Donetsk. Shakhtar Donetsk have played in it 14 times. Paris Saint-Germain. PSG have played in the competition 12 times. Valencia. Valencia have played in the competition 12 times. Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid have played in the competition... More than twice. Eleven times. That's the first time I've had to scroll up. Porto. Porto have played in it twenty-three times. Oh. Benfica. Benfica have played in it. Uh, where are Benfica? 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 They are somewhere in there. Fifteen times. <laughs> Inter Milan. Inter Milan have played in the competition thirteen times. Napoli. Napoli have played in the competition six times. <laughs> I'm twitching, man. I don't like this, man. It's, just, it's so hard to remember what's been said. I, know. Um, I think I don't think anyone has said Marseille. Marseille have not been said, Sean. You're correct. Marseille have played in the competition nine times. Zenit St. Petersburg. Zenit St. Petersburg of Russia have played in the competition seven times. Celtic. Celtic Football Club have played in the competition ten times. Rangers. Rangers Football Club have played in it (laughs) zero times, but the Rangers have played in it ten. (laughs) 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 I I feel like Graham's voice just now. Oh, I love that one, to be fair. I feel, I feel Graham's voice is not he's like that bit on the old FIFAs, you know, where you'd finish a game. It's like, the results from the Barclays Premier uh, I'm League. A, I'm Alan Lambon from Delight <laughs> uh, right, Atalanta. I thought, Ooh. This is our second one. This is our second one here. Two times. There we go. Oh. But have they played it yet, technically? Exactly. Yes, I'm counting it. Okay. Ooh. Boys, Ooh. I've not won one. <laughs> I've not won I almost swear. Olympic. Who's after Jack? L- Leon. Leon. Sure. Leon. Leon. Leon have been in the competition Leon. lots of times. <laughs> 16, <laughs> times. 16 times. Um, I don't think anyone's said Manchester City yet. They haven't, Sean. No one's going to say. What? No. Oh, man. Manchester City have been in it nine times. I am going to go for Galatasaray. Galatasaray Football Club have been in it 16 times. Couldn't even make the Europa League this year. PSV. PSV Eindhoven have made it 16 times, more than Ajax. Yes! CSK Moscow. CSK Moscow have been in it 12 times. Oh, you're good at this one. Olympiakos. Olympiacos Football Club have been in it 19 times. 19? Jeez, oh. Uh, Roma? Roma Football Club have been in the competition 11 times. Sean Miguel. Club Bruges. Club Bruges are in here somewhere. You have. <laughs> Club Bruges, Club Bruges, Club Bruges, Club Bruges are correct. I can't find yet how many, but they've definitely been in more than twice. Feyenoord. Feyenoord Football Club. We are Feyenoord. We are Feyenoord. I need to find Feyenoord now, sorry. Oh, t- just tell me that I know it. Feyenoord five times. Oh, thank God. Uh, Leipzig? 
Oh, I believe Leipzig have been in it more than twice. Ooh. I thought someone was going to say this. Is, I believe this is their third appearance. Ooh. Schalke. Schalke nice. are in there. Schalke have been in the competition uh, eight times. Uh, Wolfsburg. Oh, that was my next one. Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. No, it wasn't. Wolfsburg have, <laughs> don't, been, no, don't. have been in the competition two times. Oh. <laughs> Slavia Praha. Oh, he's, go, he's going hipster. Slavia Praha. Oh, he's going hipster. Oh, no. Slavia Praha have the competition two times. Oh. Oh. He's ramping this off. He's, he's getting... He's getting... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce Football Club. Fenerbahce Football Club have been in the competition six times. Uh, Ghent. Ghent, Ted with a T. Yes. <laughs> Ghent. <laughs> Ghent. <laughs> Jack Donnelly? No, man. Ghent have been in the competition. One time. No! <laughs> yes! I don't care as long as Jack loses. <laughs> no! <laughs> I absolutely love that. Oh. Technically, you are not out yet, Jack. Your two opponents could get the both points. Hey, boy, tank it. Tank it for me. Tank it for me. I'm <laughs> Club Bruges. Nothing said. Nothing said. Was it? Club Bruges was said. Someone said it. Because Club Bruges oh. have been in the competition eight times. I wasn't going to say that at first. I've got a chance to win it here then. Sean yeah. Miguel with a chance to win for the second time. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. I don't think anyone's said this one yet. I think we missed it out in one section. So, well, I could be wrong. I'm going to say Sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon. That's correct. <laughs> yes! Oh. It's Anderlecht one, Graham. Well, I'll be going through them all very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who's better at this hosting market than me? <laughs> so, I'm fuming. That's so pleasing. Strim. <laughs> what? That's, that's, that's no, because I was going to say Anderlecht and then at the last second I thought, nah, Bruges would probably be doing more. I was too busy thinking about that. I was that twitching. Then. I was twitching, <laughs> man, honestly. <laughs> That's me when two, my last two appearances on Sea Out. I'm, got, I'm on a streak. Speaking of streaks, come eight, on, football eight, round. Eight, uh, eight, eight appearances for Sean and Miguel. Eight, eight appearances for Sporting Lisbon. <laughs> two, two wins for Sean and Miguel. We got, 40, we got 40 of the 93 teams. So <laughs> I will rattle through them. I didn't even Absol- get halfway, boys. Oh. Absolutely <laughs> rapid. Uh, from Spain, we miss Sevilla, Deportivo, Villarreal, Sociedad, Athletic Bilbao. We missed mm. Bayer Leverkusen, Werder Bremen, Stuttgart, Gladbach, Hamburg. Oh. We missed uh, Lazio, Fuentina in Italy. Oh. I believe somebody said Napoli. Yeah, yes, I said Napoli. Napoli. Uh, somebody, we got Lyon, we got PSG, we got Marseille. Monaco, we didn't get Monaco. Oh, we, didn't, we missed Lille, we missed Bordeaux, we missed Auxerre, we missed Lens, we missed Nantes. Did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Give Jack the win for that one. 
Yeah. Uh, we only miss you. Only t- <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Only- <laughs> I'll take the spiritual victory, boys. Cheers. Yeah, the, the, the only English one we missed was Newcastle United. New- you got what? Newcastle went out twice. We got you got all the Dutch teams. Congratulations on your Dutch knowledge. <laughs> Ghent was Ghent was one, but Genk have been in it three times, Jack. Oh man! Both Braga and Boa Vista have been in it twice. Mm. Spartak Moscow, Lokomotiv Moscow, Ruben Kazan have all been in it multiple times. I see. I was thinking Andrew Matchachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
let's Roma. Let's say Roma, let's say Roma are going to win the Europa League. Either team. that or someone drops in from the Champions League and wins it. So well, that's going to be my prediction. I'm going to say that Liverpool will win the Champions League. Oh, I don't like this. My shout. But I'm going to say that RB Leipzig win the Europa League after oh. failing to qualify from the group with Man United and oh. Paris Saint-Germain. And Julian Nagelsmann will wear a banging suit and we'll all be fine. Wear an orange and black suit to match the Europa League colours. <laughs> Can I just ask, in that Champions League group, is it Man United or is it Istanbul Basaksehir that qualify with PSG? Rob, volleyball and goalie goes to the knockout stages of the Champions League for me. I think. Yeah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> If travel it's there for the game or in another country, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. You can travel to Spain legitimately. <laughs> Makes a change for him. Um, well, that's <laughs> all from us on this Energy Sports special. Thank you very much for listening and thank you to Jack Dorley, Graham Sinclair and Struan Garvey for joining me. Make sure to check out the Football Roundup on Monday and any extra time will be out on Thursday. And as mentioned, the Fantasy Ramble is out on a Friday as well. So lots coming at you from Energy Sport. Thank you again for listening and we hope to see you again soon. Cheers.